season Chaskers is officially over. Won the state championship in football. And all the daily reporters could talk about that the interview was St. Thomas Academy getting screwed on the line of the final drive because there was three three penalties called against him. Now one, the kid led with his head and hit his own teammate and the player. That knocked his friend. But on the field, it was a heck of a I mean but it was their own guy. It was his own. But Did he you get a targeting penalty if you hit your own guy. Pretty much. <laughs> now, that was only a five-year penalty. The big one was well, like, they hadn't called holding in like six straight prep bowl games, and all of a sudden they call holding in the fourth quarter against Chaska. Then they called the next play. Play they called a def- uh, pass interference. There was one on the fourth down play that everyone was asking about. The ball's coming. It's not even close to the receiver. And the, the cornerback wraps him up and, like, uh, grabs him. It's like, that was clear as day, passing appearance. But, hey, Chaska needed some breaks. You know, the one that breaks. was not called to me oh, was well. the most egregious, the pop fly pass where the kid just shoved the St. Thomas, gets six yards. Oh, absolutely. Right. That was pass interference on Chaska. It, and, but how often do you see offensive pass interference? Yeah, the same the kid did it in the first quarter. No, it was a different kid. Ethan Bachman. Oh. But, yeah, they, he grabbed it. Well, it led to the field goal. What they, they do is they put their hand on the shoulder and kind of push them by on a, on a shorter throw. The first throw. quarter one wasn't, wasn't, no, it wasn't as egregious. No. The second one was clear as day. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But like I said, when is the last time you saw offensive pass interference in high school called? It's, it's bare, defensive yeah. pass interference isn't called uh, often, so they just don't. And uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, sad I was right in front of it. Chaska got away with it. The sad thing about the third and the, what was it, third, fourth and 11 or fourth and nine or something like that, yeah. was all the kid had to do was let the kid catch it. Yeah, and he'd been short. Short. And he, and he wrapped him up way before. And, and that was that number 26, I think, and he was playing well all game, that quarterback. Yeah, they, uh, yeah, um, they, St. Thomas was really, really good that game. I mean, but we were sitting there at halftime, and Chaska had given up 39 yards of offense and trailed 7-3. to three. You know, Chaska, in, in two games against St. Thomas, gave up 72 and 107 yards. St. Thomas also got called for intentional grounding. That was not intentional grounding. I didn't understand why that was. If you're getting hit as you're throwing, it makes it a... Not that that would have mattered. No, they, could they couldn't have done it with their offense. 45 minutes left. But, you but, know, I mean, coaches always say you got to get breaks. you got to get yes. lucky. And well, you have both. I look, I look at 5A, and in my opinion, from the regular season, your three best teams were Chaska, Owatonna, Robbinsdale Armstrong. I saw Robbinsdale Armstrong destroy Chaska. This is a team that nobody really scored on, you know, outside of maybe a touchdown here or there in the first three quarters. And Robbinsdale Armstrong scored four uh, four offensive touchdowns. Scott one on a defensive touchdown. They didn't even make the state tournament. They get beat by Elk River. Owatonna. You're sitting there going, okay, Owatonna, defending champions. They've won so many games in a row. They lose 21 nothing to St. Thomas. So, Thomas you know, Steve was pretty good. They're very very good. Um, but I just think that like like Dan to Dan's point, you need breaks to happen. You need things to fall your way to win a state title. It's not. Um, and not just it, in one it, game. The best team doesn't always win. It Sometimes it's... Like, Chas got a great route. They beat a sub-500 Montmedi. They beat an 8-3 and three Coon Rapids team that wasn't very good uh, to get to the state. So they had the great draw, too. So there was some of that. But, you know... If it was seeded, how would it have been seeded? Owatonna probably would have been one because they were the defending champions. 
Um, I th- believe Chaska would have been two because they beat St. Thomas. St. Thomas three. Uh, they shut out Mankato West. Uh, St. Thomas or Elk River would have been three and four, you know, and then the rest were. So it would have, you know, and that's that would have been for a great tournament. Uh, but then again, we wouldn't have had Moorhead than Elk River's great finish. and uh, So, but you know, I mean, Chaska, Chaska's defense was the best unit in 5A all year. And it's the reason why they won the state championship. But, uh, no, it was, it was a fun run. And uh, glad to see, I mean, anytime uh, it was kind of fun. John Summer was like, hey, I'm the first person in my position to ever say, Chaska, state football champions. You know, it's a... Pretty, uh, pretty fun thing for the school, and uh, yeah, the community was was out in, in big numbers. And <clears throat> but I think, I mean, I you know, I think you look at that prep bowl, and pretty much every team we you would have thought would win won. Caledonia won, except for SMG, which was a crazy, crazy finish. Um, but I mean, you had well, maybe Bold and Blooming Prairie, but you know, a lot of the favorites won. Why Zeta? Why is that a proof you only need one player? Well, you need six offensive linemen Crap, to block no, it. They didn't even need that. <laughs> that. That kid, that kid is incredible. Yeah, I saw him gassed after the, the, their opening uh, score uh, drive in the third quarter, and he's like he could barely even like celebrate after scoring a touchdown. They get a three and out. He's right back on the field. They hand it off, and there he goes again. I mean, but they, they, threw, they threw two passes in the second half. One was intercepted. But you, I mean, Eric, you're right. You need that line. I mean, I don't think that Boisetta back is any better than Hull was for Maple Grove. And no. They never made it to that title game. And well, he has defense. He had 30 and 40 carries a game. I, I, I look at, yeah, I mean, Boisetta's defense was good. Um, but it's kind of like what I saw the other night with Seattle and uh, Minnesota in the NFL. Seattle went with six linemen. They just beat you up front. Boisetta did the same thing. They'd have an el- they'd have an eligible lineman number seventy two, and they would just run. You know, he, <laughs> it's just you, six guys six guys versus a four man front. When I watched Hall and I watched Vassar, the one thing that stuck to me that the raw yards after contact were incredible. Oh my god! For I don't think Hall had that no. Many yards he, I think he had a great burst and he, he had a lot more uh, long runs. The than, first guy never brought down Vassar. Not not only did he he didn't even slow him down. No, he. He, how many negative plays did he have? It's three, four, six, five, eight yards. It was just in fourteen. Nothing was bigger than twenty. Like I mean, it was just grind him out. You know, as a defense, how can you, how can you have anything left in the third, fourth quarters when you're just playing? But then again, how do you have fifty runs and not one offensive lead? <laughs> not one false start. Not one holding, not one anything. They didn't have a single offensive penalty. Not one uh, legal formation. So I'd have a legal formation, but yeah. It's the same formation every day. It pretty much was. Two wide receivers, six linemen, a running back, and a quarterback, pretty much. And well, just, we, we've said it. I mean, defense wins championships. Happened in 6A, 5A, probably 3A. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean. I got a guy, how old's the coach for Wyzetta? Because. Lambert. I mean, he just said, you know what? I don't care. You're, you're getting it 50 times. 
Yeah, I bet mine. Other, I'm guaranteeing there's a lot of coaches. What do you carry? 49 of the championship. 49 times in the championship. Coaches, there's a lot of coaches who just wouldn't do that. Well, he was a spread offensive guy at Chaska. That's what they I'm run the, They ran three, four wide receivers, a little RPO, and then, uh, you know, but if you see you have a guy like this, you I tried tailor. one pass and got picked off. He probably turned the offensive <laughs> coordinator and said, hey, millennial, give the ball the faster. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> I mean, maybe they're going to have to have, like, a pitch count. We can only have 30 oh, yes. Yeah, jeez. It was, it was impressive, but it was the, the game leading up to that one with the SMB, that finish, what was absolutely wild. You know, the like they had to score three times, uh, and then, you the know. Convert on fourth and 15 or 16. Correct. And then throw the absolute pass, the perfect pass <laughs> and catch, because Suggs was all over that kid. Like nowhere to go. Nowhere to go. And, I mean, the ball went over his hand. Like, he, his hand is here, and the ball goes right over here, and you're just going, no. Um, but yeah, somebody did say, go, why didn't SMB call timeout? When you see that formation, that weird formation, you did should call have t- a timeout? Yeah, because it was overtime. They oh. hadn't used one. And so, uh, you know, you just use, you, you, you go, okay. Because there's only de- one, there's only one guy to throw. They, they could, defensive you're right. very well. I mean, you right. took a perfect pitch and pass. Yeah. And, I, you know, I, Jalen Suggs is an incredible athlete. He was there. Uh, so to throw at him, too. Like, if you're going. That was the, yeah, that was you got a You got a tight end, number 88 versus Suggs. You're like, how do you feel like this is a great. A great one-on-one matchup, but shielded him uh, a little away. Suggs couldn't get around. Well, he did kind of get around. He just didn't. He played. He played it perfectly. He just didn't get it. And like, you can tell that kid hasn't really failed ever in life, in sports at least, because he was, he was very, 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 very frustrated, and he was quiet. But uh, in the press conference, I heard though, about halfway through, all of a sudden, he got over it and. Started cracking jokes and laughing and stuff like that. So, but uh, announced yeah. his decision. Yeah. <laughs> no, we'll be doing that on ESPN. I For football or basketball? Basketball. I, st- I still think he's gonna go play pro pro for a year. Potential pro what? Basketball. basketball over in Europe. Oh yeah. G League. Just go to the NBA. Well, favorite moments from the fall sports season. You have to wrap your brain. Seriously. Yeah, well, falls were put when it ended. <laughs> <laughs> why, do you, why do you like winter better? I know. Winter is so long, and there's twenty like twenty sports. There's already been cancellations. They've all they've all played. Yeah, they canceled they all played. Nordic skiing. They got snow and they canceled. What? <laughs> oh, they couldn't groom it in time. It's Highland Park. They should have made snow. <laughs> it snowed three days ago. I know, but once you get the snow, don't Highland Park start making it? They've already made it. Yeah, they're canceling it now. They have no chance. <laughs> Jordan girls basketball season opener was canceled because of the snow. And their first, like, I saw just, somebody at their just first. Just a great start to the season. Their first two games got canceled. Somebody I was like, oh my goodness. sports moment. I don't know. Let's come back to that. Can anybody start besides me? Well, what's yours is pretty obvious. <clears throat> you know, I mean, you would think Chaska, right? Chaska football. Um, but I, 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 got a, I got a couple others. Maybe just one. Um, I thought the way that the swim season ended, um, Dan Burby's been a really, really tremendous coach for Minnetonka, uh, girls and boys side. He's moving to Denver um, to go out with three relay champions to have five five state titles. 
I mean, I was sitting in front of him as they're winning the freestyle relays, and um, I just thought it was a really fitting ending to a to a great uh, yeah coach in our area to to go out. I mean, to win three relay titles and not win a state meet. Yeah, it, it's pretty tough, but uh, so I, I, that was one of my favorite moments. He's been he's been really really good to me for being not my number one coverage area. So um, yeah, that, that was a fun moment. Plus post plus post season volleyball was amazing this year. Um, like the Chaska run was that was really fun, and seeing Minnetonka and Egan play five games in state that was pretty fun. So. Those are my two moments. I don't know. I don't know. Shock could be shock football. Be, shock, no, shock could be boys soccer coming out of nowhere. Yeah, that's pretty good. You know, they've won two, three games the last four or five years, and this year come off and get ten wins and scoring four or five goals a, year, a game. Yeah, Didn't end the way they wanted it, but they took a huge step up, and I'd expect them to. They're, they're on the rise. Not to be state. Ten contenders every year, but they'll probably be SEC contenders for the near future. I, for Eden Prairie, it was the boys coming out of the toughest cross-country section in the state. They hadn't won a section title for seven, eight years, I think. And they they were close to winning a state title. If they could do it again, maybe it would happen. <laughs> but, uh, they had a good run. Maybe Burnsville girls tennis kind of came That's out of it. nowhere, became a uh, top ten ranked program. Didn't really materialize in the playoffs, but they have Edina there in section six. This that was probably a good story. They got all that almost all the little girls back next year. They're in section six, so good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> well, Coach Paulson's gonna be gone, so Edina's just gonna go yeah. right. Yeah, they're gonna go right down. All those kids will put them in attack instead. And Ataka doesn't have any room for them. They're all eighth and ninth graders. Once the state gets uh, through with the uh, Minnetonka school district, there won't be any open rooms. When Reitz, the AD for PO, was in here or on here on the show, he said uh, the winter season the, doesn't the fall season set the tone. Remember, he said that to set the tone for the year. It sets the tone. I don't know what that says for prior life. <laughs> Because their cross country team had a good run, maybe, and I don't, see, I, I can't think of. I don't I say, going in the winter, what are the local teams most the likely to win a five and five. state title? Who are the state the top contenders for winter? Shockley wrestling. Eden Prairie hockey. Which one? Boys hockey. <laughs> I mean Eden Prairie. Eden Prairie boys hockey, hockey and. Girls and boys. Girls will beat the section champs. So. Who's going to beat them? Minnetonka. In boys hockey or girls hockey? No, I was thinking girls basketball. Sorry. Uh, uh, girl, Chaska? Chaska pretty good. Aren't they ranked? They started ranked. ranked. They lost to Shockby last night. They have three players who can score. Sorry, girls, but right now you got three players right now. Oof, uh, that's a hot take. No prior late boys hoops is going to be in that conversation. I mean, Eden Prairie in every sport, except for dance. They're one in hockey, boys hockey. Probably like high kick. Five or six in girls hockey. Two or three or one in boys basketball. Probably girls basketball. Probably Nordic ski will get back to state, boys. 
It's epic. Very big, huge. Are you going to Bob it? Oh yeah, <laughs> I'll be up there. I'll be up there. I'll drive up. They already there. got like three feet of snow up there, so I bet those trails are groomed. Yeah, I like Highland. at for Prior Lake. Their boys hockey team's too young, and that section's too difficult. Boys basketball. Boys ba- I said boys basketball. That section has three. What? I think Shockley, Shockley is ranked eighth. With Eden Prairie and Prior Lake ahead of them. So. Yep. And Eden Prairie and Prior Lake play on Saturday at Hopkins. Yep, and the tip off classic. Prior Lake's got Minnetonka on Thursday, or had Minnetonka on Thursday. 90 some points uh, last night. And Bryce Tesdall's coaching debut was. From Minnetonka, uh, did? Yeah. 88, I think 88 or something like that against a, a porous Orno squad. Well, probably like dance. Dobie and Stave, too, man. Too, they're both there. Chask, Chask, but as I say, District 112, my, I got Chask uh, dance. That's, that's it? Yeah. What about uh, nope. Hawks girls basketball, three scores? How about Hawks? What about boys swimming? What about boys swimming? Boys swimming? Boy, probably boys swimming will be all right. I mean, Chaska Chan uh, will be there. They've got some good swimmers. New coaches here. Um, but they don't have the depth set. <laughs> they don't have the Jack Dahlgrens and the fat, by the way, the fastest. Fastest 200 backstroke in the NCAAs this year. Kid hails from Chan. Well, you saw Eden Prairie take on the Burnsville Blaze yesterday. It was. I think 56-23 at halftime. Yeah, Burnsville came out. But Burnsville's... And Col- they, Colin Alameen's son's on that team. Ain't Ibrahim. He's, he scored, he's a ninth grader. He scored four points yesterday. But he's impressive. He's going to be he is good. good. He's good. And the Eden scored 19 coach. in their season opener. Hmm. The Eden coach they, thought they would be... There's an good. enterprise story for you. They're How to get to Burnsville? <laughs> well, his older son played at Hopkins. I know he's got like six kids, but I know the other mom. But Bur- you think about Burnsville, Mestis came last year, brought, bringing Elamine as the assistant coach. Mm-hmm. They had, what, ten seniors on that team? Jabari Washington on the set? Nine and uh, ten seniors on that team, and I think they let her run. Okay. I think that the pipeline, the Minnetonka pipeline to Minneapolis. Goes through Burnsville. Yes, goes through Burnsville. Ooh. You got, There's your enterprise story right there. You got, what are you talking you, you about? You've got Artie Elamine, who, I mean, does he live in Burnsville? I don't know, but they've got, they've got, you got your, you got Colin Elamine at North, you got Estes, uh, the coach, 1996, Mr. Basketball in the state, Roosevelt, D1 player at Elmina, Ohio, coached at Roosevelt, Elamine's pole in the, you You watch. You watch. I mean, I looked at when I I went to their first game at St. Louis Park, and I'm like, "Who are these people?" I didn't recognize half the team. I saw that every year. There you go. It could huh. be that could be it could be the start of something of a. Uh, pipe well, it'll be fun to watch the next three or four years. Elmine was really impressive. He's and he, he was a carbon copy of his father, five nine. They list him as five eleven. There's no way he's five eleven. He's five eight at best, right? Ball handling, very good ball handler. And then they got this kiss sophomore who's pretty good, this number 11, Yaria Alexander. And then they got a couple seniors, but it'll be interesting to see where they go with that. 
with their connections. Because you know those two got a ton of connections in Minneapolis. I want to bring back a segment. I'm not going to pull up my phone because I can read What, your tweets? Croucher's Tweet of the Week, dated November 16th. I think it was a 21 nothing game uh, against Iowa or 14 nothing. I tweeted out, Iowa, L, Northwestern, W, Wisconsin, L, 10-2 record, playing the Outback Bowl on January 1st. November what, did, what did you tweet about Penn State? We're, we're past that. <laughs> I remember when you tweeted the Vikings when they were down 20 to nothing in Denver that you basically tweeted it was over. I did. It was over. Denver, Denver oh. themselves. Uh, I mean, I looked at that Iowa performance and I go, the Gophers, if they can't stop this redshirt freshman that I've never heard of, good luck trying to stop Wisconsin. And Taylor didn't. It wasn't really. Run the ball over well, because they, over all they did was try to guard stop him. They did nothing to stop the passing game. Well, see, you go back. So, the Iowa game's a killer because they were the better team and they let their state, they beat themselves against Iowa. Correct, yeah. Wisconsin whipped the Gophers on Saturday and they were the better team. Anyway, you look at it coaching, players, yeah, everything. PJ Fleck dominated yeah. coaching wise, but it goes back to the Iowa game. They were the better team, they self inflicted. Wounds that made them lose that game. Yep. They would win that game. The game on Saturday against Wisconsin doesn't mean a thing. Nope. But you can go back. I mean, Penn, X. <coughs> well, yeah. Yeah. Penn State was probably the better team. So, I mean, you can play yeah, you that can game all yeah, you season can play that long. long. Gophers never trailed in that game. I'm not sure that they were the better team, Penn State, that game. Yeah. yeah. Oregon was better than Clifford that game. They're ranked higher right now. Well, yeah, they're going to the who you, who, they're going to the who, Rose Bowl. Who that's the thing. How do you lose to... Wisconsin, it was number eight in the rankings. You fall ten spots. Like you gotta drop some, but you don't need to. You can win. Let's see here. Congratulations, you beat Penn State. Who's your next best win? Illinois or Fresno State? Who's Wisconsin beating? I don't know. Us. Minnesota. Minnesota's a better win. And they lost to Illinois. They lost to Illinois. Minnesota's a better win than than us beating uh, beating Illinois or Fresno State. Minnesota at the time was a top ten team, well, so you yeah. See that our win over Penn State is better than any Wisconsin win. No, we beat Penn State. That's what, so, that's what I just said. Oh, okay. <laughs> Don't listen. Um, yeah, I mean, it just yeah, and I I got tired of reading tweets on Sunday about guys, come on, we would have taken a ten and two season. We're going to be playing on January first. Be positive about this. Why? No, if you get that. if you get to this point, finish. Why can't you be disappointed with the fact that they lost two or three games to end the season against pretty? I mean, those weren't great Iowa and Wisconsin uh, that's a, that's teams. That's a me- <coughs> mediocre Iowa team, and it wasn't even that great of a Wisconsin team. They're good, but come on. So I, I just think that, like, you know what? I get they the, have the pedigree in those we, games, we, though. We, we and I, yeah, I agree. Uh, I just think that. I'm tired of the whole once you lose going. Hey, yeah, we should be happy with ten and two. We had a chance to be. We had a this, chance to be in the Big Ten championship. Is Croucher? I don't. What, I, I, is that not me talking? That was like me. That sounds like me. Who cares? Ten and two. You're rubbing off on me. My goodness. I just think that, yes. If you look at the beginning of the season. Yeah, sure. Ten and two looks great because you don't know how, where how they get there. As, as much as when I you're have, nine and zero. Oh, one and two down the stretch. As much as I don't really care 
so much for following the Gophers. That stage was too big, right? That stage was too big for them in the Wisconsin game, I think. Oh, yeah. And Flack proved it in the first quarter when... When he whipped oh, out. When he whipped out. When Barry had him up on 7 nothing, and he had a chance to put another dagger in there, and he punted the ball. Punted from the 35-yard yep. line. On a fourth and two. Fourth and two. That was, to me, that was... The difference. Yeah. I mean, uh, I don't know if I mean. It, it turned the game because it, it. It just it, felt. It the Gophers felt just wrong from the start. The Gophers from that point on played Did with no score energy. When they got the ball back. Yeah, they, they drove down and kicked the field goal. Yeah, they only got a field goal the next drive, but still. It like, just felt wrong when you're thinking, God, you just scored on your second play, and you have a chance now. To I mean, bury by, do, them. by doing that, you just say, "I'm the underdog here." Correct. In, what are you trying to gain? I think that I think that'll help Fleck in the long run. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I, I don't know about but Fleck. You know, realizing that, man, I got to put the gas. I have a chance to make a big statement early in this game. After well, I mean, they already gotten the big touchdown. I already like, got the big touchdown. You had the momentum There's early nothing on. Nothing to lose there. Yeah. Oh. You get the, the ball back at the thirty-five. Is, big but, deal. But going into the game, you thought, hey. Wisconsin's defense is better than Wisconsin's offense, so you're not afraid. You're not going, hey, I'm going to make uh, make this offense. Sixty-five yards is still sixty-five yards, you know. I, 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 yeah, I. It felt deflating, and that was eight minutes or six minutes into the first quarter, and it felt that deflating. I just didn't. I didn't like the game plan. Like, great, they got the off to the great start, but at no point did they try to establish a run game in that game. I don't know why they, just, they couldn't really run all season. No, they, they, we talked that, about that last week about how with I, the way their line was last year, I thought they would be able to. You got to give a lot of credit to that Wisconsin hell, coach for getting away from Taylor and, and, and throwing. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? He had, he had the game plan. The yeah. game plan for oh, yeah, Wisconsin no, they, coach was brilliant. Well, I, I, somebody said it. On and Sunday, I, I think Sunday. I caught the Gophers just completely by they, surprise. They, Wisconsin realized that it was after the first two drives that just handing the ball off, they handed the ball three times and went three and out one drive. Wasn't going to work. So in game, they made a switch and go, you know what? We're going to pass the ball. And the Gophers didn't have well, any I don't kind think of the Gophers thought they could pass the ball. Not that efficiently. I think they did, but no, I think that. All week was like, this was guy's a terrible efficient. quarterback and he. Well, From what I heard, I heard he was I could not throw a half, big arm, but he was very accurate. I could have thrown half accurate. those passes. Those guys were so open. That number 87 probably played his best game as a Wisconsin yeah. Badger, whatever his name is. Yeah. That's a, that's an area in a game like that where the, the Gophers were exposed. They don't have a tight end. So all of a sudden you're, you're, you're forced. You can to, only run so many slant plays. Correct. To, without they, just, they got exposed when you had to pass to the outside all the, you know. There just wasn't an, another secondary option for Morgan to look at. So I'm a little disappointed when I read the uh, read the stuff on bowl projections, and they're going to play Tennessee. I heard Al- it could be Alabama, Alabama now. Okay, well there. There you go. Who wants to play Tennessee? Wait, now I'm all on board. Alabama ten and us ten and two. Alabama Outback Bowl. Let's go. I heard it could be I the would, other bowl, too. Be, be Alabama, Auburn, or Tennessee, I think, is the three teams most likely they're going to play. Depending on which I think Alabama is a long shot, though. 
I don't know. The well, all those bowl will, committees are going to look I'll, for us. Outback hasn't matchup. ever had them or something. And the Outback, I thought, has. The Gophers beat Alabama about five years ago. That's how we met in the bowl. 2004. Was Gophers it dominated. 2004, 2009, something, something like that. that. So Gophers Wisconsin didn't run a pass play in the second half of that game. Wisconsin doesn't get the roll was call. That, was that 15 Michigan? years ago? Was, Mason was the coach. Yeah, probably. 2009, I think it was. I make, or 2004, no, 2004. I think it was 2004. What was the year they lost to Texas It was a Music Tech. City Bowl. Music City Bowl. God, that had been like Barber and Maroney. Barber and Maroney, and the quarterback was... Yeah, uh, they were in the 04, who'd they play? Alabama, Alabama. Music City Bowl. They, they dominated, whipped them. And Alabama's been in the college playoff uh, ever since. That was we pre, beat Alabama. We beat Alabama. One and zero. They didn't even throw. Gophers didn't even throw a pass in the second half. Was that Maroney and Maroney and Barber? Barber. Essinger, Satterstrom. Let's play. That's before Saban. Was that Kubido? That was before. No, it was before Kubido. It was uh, that baseball player. Um, was that Shula coaching? Yeah, Shula was coaching him. God, he's baseball been miserable player. everywhere he's gone. Decker. Isn't he the coach? Of, isn't he the coordinator for the Carolina Panthers? I got fired. <laughs> oh, that's Ron Rivera. Uh, last topic. We love our Vikings. Are you, uh... Defense. And it stinks. Sucks. Holy moly. Uh, it's amazing Bro, how Cousins is... Everybody's pinning sucks. this on Cousins. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. If And I agree. Rhodes is way over the hill. We know this. But if you're Russell Wilson, and I'm standing up, and you can go like this, and like this, and like this, and then go like... When is the last time Everson Griffin made an impactful play? The Neil Hunter in the tooth. The Neil Hunter got one sack the other day, and Russell Wilson was running up towards the line, and he got a one-yard sack. They're not getting enough pressure up front. Um, how's it? That that game is on the front seven. Sorry, but when a team runs for two hundred and eleven yards, but twenty-nine was a big punt. That's that's what Zimmer said. He wanted to discount the no, twenty nine no, no, no. yards. Front side of like, like you said, front you're side. a. When's the last time Griffin made a? When's the last Anthony Barr made an impact play? Harrison Smith. When, when, when he took out Rogers. That's about it. You know, I actually think that Barr and and. I don't Kendrick, think Barr's being used right. He's I deep. think Barr and Kendricks actually are in a lot of play. Kendricks is having a great so season. Defense a little long in but the tooth now. Like I, I just think that right now. Yeah, no, you're, you're probably right. I mean, that's when you keep guys together. All of a sudden, they start regressing. 28, 29, 30 years old now. Nowadays. Rhodes is only 29 years old. He looks about 30. He's a physical, he like he's physical 45. His body's taking a lot but, of toll. Yeah, I, 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 well, it's more about what on the play that he got burnt on. You know, he's complaining that safety. How do you not? Harrison Smith's up on the line of scrimmage. You're <laughs> looking right at him. Like, how do you like? Where's my safety help? But, well, he's right there. You're looking at him before pre-snap. So you it was actually classic. It was they, he just got burnt and he wanted to blame somebody else. Classic when he, they pan to the sidelines and Barr, Ever, everyone's and, going, "Your fault." Anthony Barr tells him and he takes a hand and shoves away. Yeah, everyone was telling him you would have taken you would have, Everyone was telling him we weren't in that coverage. You were you were wrong and you wouldn't accept it. Did they miss stealing a third down? Oh no! Yeah, they. And that's and anybody, it, you know, Kirk Cousins. That was a staff. He's on eight. That game was not on Kirk Cousins. No. For losing. He did, he did have a chance to win it, though. They did have a chance to win it. And you just see the last two plays went to? Irv Smith. Was supposed to go to Laquan Treadwell. He had a touchdown. I get it. That one was tipped. That was tipped. But the play call. Play call was Why awful. is that? Why are you doing a little three out to Irv Smith? And it's like, that, that was the play. Like my dad asked me yesterday. He goes, 
why were they throwing that ball to him? And I said, why did he throw that ball? I said, because that was the play. They've run that play with Thielen, with other guys. Rudolph. But they were so, they were so, they just didn't have the, the guys. So when you're down Thielen, you're down Cook. Um, well, I mean, they just, they, they just, and, and Diggs is a great player. But Diggs is not a great player within 10 yards of the line of scrimmage. That's Thielen's uh, uh, area, and that's what they're really missing right now is that Nicky Blakey for him. Kyle Rudolph's been great. Um, that, and Thielen or Diggs hasn't been good on their own. They, no. they have to have them both on the field. Diggs just likes the big play. He's the big play guy. But how many times has Diggs, those little outs and stuff, inside 10 yards, fumbled? He had the, the, the drop that ended up being an interception. It's just Diggs is more of a big play guy. Thielen's that possession guy. A guy like Cousins, who's that first half he played scared. Mm-hmm. He looked really scared. They didn't sack him, but it felt like he was scared the entire. And then he oh, Cousins. Yeah, he, in the second half he stood in there a little bit better. But when you don't have that quick receiver that you can get that ball to. You really start to go, oh, God, I gotta, I gotta get rid of the ball, I gotta get rid of the ball, and you start to have the happy feet that you talked about last year with him. But why has Cousins, I mean, he didn't play well until they got down by 20 against Denver, didn't play well until they got down by 17 against Seattle. They weren't right down the field, the opening drive. That was Cousins, but I. No, I mean they were winning at halftime, so it's not like they need Cousins the right didn't play. Him to win. They just didn't. I don't know. Well, they, well, when you fumble a ball at the twenty and intercepted, or get intercepted at the twenty, you know, yeah. it doesn't take much to score no. from the twenty yard line. And I mean, he lost his left tackle <coughs> in the game too. Reef got a concussion. All of a sudden, you got a backup uh, left tackle. The, the line, the line isn't terrible. It's just not great. And I think I think Cousins. You need the right pieces, and he can't move. He cannot move. Like he could not run for a one yard first down if uh, if he can he not move or can he not sense pressure? He cannot sense pressure, and then he can't move after that. He didn't get sacked though. He did not get sacked. That's the one thing that is the most underrated thing about evaluating quarterbacks is they all look at can he run? Can he throw? He's got the big arm. Is he active? Can he sense pressure? Yeah. Because it cannot be taught. Right. All the great, every great, you cannot find a Hall of Fame quarterback who had the inability, the innate ability to sense pressure. Dan Marino couldn't run from here to there, but he sensed pressure and knew how to step up with that quick release. And Brett Favre was the greatest. You either have it; it's like speed. You either have it or you don't. You watch. You watch. You either have that ability to sense pressure. You're born with it, or you 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 don't learn it. Sure. It's, it's innate. I think you look at young quarterbacks in the NFL, and what is their tendency? Hey, there's Jimmy Johns for us guys. Um, <laughs> That's what you say. <laughs> Ooh, mini Jimmy's. They might say that actually. Um, and you look at young quarterbacks, and what's their natural reaction? Run backwards, right? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Kirk Cousins still has that natural reaction after how many years in the league. He, when was the last time you saw him? And I'm not trying to rip because I, again, I think, I think Kirk Cousins is definitely not the issue, especially after that game. Like he needs the pieces around him. He's fine if he has Correct. pieces around. But him. I think, I think you look at he just he he never goes sideways. <laughs> he never goes front. 
He always is running backwards, well, and then he runs for he his life. He never steps up. Has, has he run for a first down, like a no. third and five? That's for, the whole of the ability to be an eighth thing, because you you look at some of these great – I mean, have you ever seen Drew Brees? He steps up in the pocket yeah. Oh, yeah. all the time and takes the hit yeah. and delivers the football. Yeah. And you know who used to do it too? Bridgewater. Yeah. He would step up it's in the good. pocket and you would take Case the Keenum hit. did. Case Keenum. Case Keenum. I mean, he had his other flaws. Correct. There's guys right now that they're wondering. The guy from Philadelphia. Yeah. Carson. Backs up. Backs up. Backs up. Yeah. Don't take a hit. No, Step yeah. up in the pocket and de- deliver the football. And the good one, your good ones are going to do that too. They're yeah. not going to always back up. And you're seeing that with some of these quarterbacks you think that are good. Baker Mayfield stepping. He won't step, step up in the no. pocket. Wentz won't step up in the pocket. Which makes no sense because when these DNs are they're pinning their ears back, they're coming up the field. So if you're going back, you're mm-hmm. just running right into you're them. Do your life, man. At least, it, at least if you're going forward, then your eyes are downfield. That's what I love about Drew Brees, man. I mean, that guy will step up and take a blow. And yeah. He's, he's barely there. six feet. Yeah, and he he's doesn't. He doesn't get balls batted down like Cousins no. does. I mean, there's a, I mean, there's an element of toughness there, and then there's, you know, somebody like Jeff George who just didn't want to get hit. Is <laughs> <laughs> he still in the league? I don't know. I think, he's, start, quarterbacks I think that, he's starting for the Lions. This I week. mean, honestly, I think if I, I think Jared Goff is the second coming of Jeff George. I just don't think he wants to get hit. He doesn't have the arm Jared of Jeff Goff. George. Ryan Leaf. <laughs> Ryan Leaf was there's something really wrong with him, but Goff, Goff's just not tough. light you up if everything's going well, but he is not the kind of guy that's going to be tough. I want a tough quarterback kind of stand in there. And then there's Lamar Jackson. He just beat with his feet until he gets he, hurt. Uh, he scored me like 23 points in fantasy this week. He passed for 105 yards. But he ran for 100. He ran a touchdown. He threw a touchdown in. Here's a question. Would you pay Dalvin Cook? Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook. I can't, his contract, I can't afford Dalvin Cook. No. Would, would you, um, when the Vikings, when his contract comes up, what is he on his rookie second year? No. Third year. Third year. So, so yeah, one more next one, year. And after last. next year, do you pay him? Depends. Well. No way. Running backs are a dime a dozen. Yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, no, you're right. They don't They don't last. And that's, they don't, that's I, do, I would not pay him. No, usually they last more than their first, you know, like, thing. They into a second. He's gonna contract. want. He's gonna want Zeke money. He's gonna want big money. Yeah. He's gonna and he and he, he'll deserve it. But will you pay him? <laughs> yeah, but the Vikings are the Vikings are eight and three him. or whatever we are now because of what Cooks had done this season. Sure. They've run the ball forty nine percent of the time this year. They would not be if they had to sit back and pass as, as much as they did last year. They would not be in the position they're in. Look what Seattle's doing with the seventh round oh, pick of Carson and this penny guy. Yeah, but I mean. Car- Carson in the year was there was question mark after question mark. He fumbled a bunch at the beginning of the season. He had a good you year get last lucky. Year. You get lucky. I mean, is Alex Matson the rookie? He looks good in a reserve role, but you put him in a starting role, and you know. But you're right. They are a dime a dozen. There's only two or three guys that are probably worth the money. Delvin's probably in that conversation. Based on this year, but other years he's been hurt. And I mean, would you, is Melvin Gordon better no. than Cook was? I wouldn't give him. I wouldn't. Have and they Melvin didn't. Gordon. They didn't 
No. I wouldn't pay. I, I mean, that's that's Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah. Ezekiel. Yeah. Yeah. Dallas is going to regret that. And the Steelers were smart never to pay with Le- Le'Veon Bell. They franchised him a couple times. Yeah. But I wouldn't pay Todd Gurley. Look at they're paying Todd Gurley. Well, they did pay Todd Gurley. They did pay Todd Gurley. He's not doing much, is he? I mean, these, I mean, these running backs now, you can get two. You can, if you, sometimes you can luck into one. I'd rather see them put money into back into the defense. They spent so much money on that defense. Well, they need to, but to not after next. It's going to be need to retool. I mean, the only thing that has a shorter shelf life than a running back might be a cornerback. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Especially a physical cornerback like Rose, who takes beating after beating. He's. Uh, I mean, the quarterback, obviously. I mean, you're going to have to. The, you're going to have Cousins and Rhodes coming up, right? Well, Rhodes. Rhodes will be. Cousins. No, not Cousins and. Um, as far as Cook. Cook and then who, what about Thielen? I think they just they, they just, just they re up Thielen Diggs. They'll go rookie quarterback. Uh, they they just re up to Bunt. They re up uh, Bar Kendricks. They re up a lot of these guys. Everson Griffin will come off the books after this year. They just re signed uh, Daniel Hunter a year ago. So um, we need to go out and look for a left tackle. Yeah, we still have the books for a couple more years. They, they just, yeah, they, but look at, everyone's like Bench Rhodes. Like, think Mike Hughes is ready for, he's, <laughs> he's mediocre at this point in his life and career, and, you know, he missed all of last year pretty much, so he's still kind of a rookie, but outside of McKenzie Alexander, who I think's played really well in the slot, Trey Wayne's is not, not you know, there, there's not, cornerbacks are really, really tough to find in this league. I just saw Marcus Sherrill's. Got picked up. He's he's a backup cornerback in Miami. He got the. I don't think they're hard to find, but they're. It's just you got to find the right one for your system too. Yeah. You can find a really good one. Drafting just it seems to you're looking for a free agent with with those guys. I just think that uh, these rookies just aren't right. I mean, look at Marcus Peters. I mean, he he went from what Kansas City, where he was falling off favor of the Rams, where he didn't fit in that system. Now he's playing like an All Pro because he's in the right spot with the Ravens. 